Hey guys, Nick here with the Evolving Angler Podcast. I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. I'm going to be pumping out several of these little mini episodes throughout the year. Uh, But the first one I'm doing, I wanted to talk about some winter safety tips. We're obviously in the winter months. uh, Air temps are dropping, water temps are dropping. And I want to talk about some safety tips that will help keep you safe and help keep you alive out on the water this winter. All right, guys, so some winter safety tips I'm going to talk about today. Uh, I felt like this is so important. There's a lot of us that fish all year round. I know there's some people that hang the kayak up for the winter. Hey, no judgment here. It's 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 crazy cold out. But um, I want to talk about some safety tips because this is a, this is a very important subject. Uh, you know, when the air temps and the water temps uh, combined are less than 120, you probably need to be making preparations in case you fall in. And what I mean by that is, like, if say the air temps outside is 50 degrees and the water temps are 40 degrees, that only equals 90. So you probably need to be making preparations uh, in case you fall in, have, you know, a plan A, plan B, plan C. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is actually something that you need to wear all year round, and that is your PFD. That doesn't matter if it's summer, winter. Every year, guys, it's so sad that we hear about situations where people pass away because they weren't wearing a PFD. It, it truly breaks your heart, and and you you hate to see things like that happen. It's just it's something that I feel like can definitely be avoided. It's something that I feel like we should all be doing, and we should all be advocates of is wearing your PFD. What I mean by PFD is your personal flotation device or life jacket, as we call them. That is so important. You can get a lot of great cheap options out there. You don't have to spend 200 bucks on one, but I encourage you to wear something. Wear something that's going to fit you. Wear something that's going to work. It is the most important thing that you will ever wear while fishing is the PFD. I can't stress this enough. I I could say this until uh, my lungs give out. I would suggest getting something that you're going to be comfortable wearing because if it's something that you hate wearing, you're probably not going to wear it. Spend a few dollars, get you a life jacket, BFD, something, and wear it all the time. Number two I want to talk about is letting someone know where you're going to be and an estimated time when you'll be back. Um, that's going to let somebody know if, if you're not back at a certain time, where to look for you. Uh, very simple. I've actually got friends at different places where I fish, and I usually message them, let them know, hey, I'm going to be fishing over here today. You know, I'm going to be fishing there. I don't just let my wife know, but I'll, I'll let some of my buddies know in case something happens. My wife's not going to know where to look. You know, she's not really going to even know what to tell people if I go missing. If I tell her I'm fishing Bangor or Cave Run or somewhere up Licking River, she's not going to know. But I do let my buddies know. I try to let somebody know that knows the area. If something happens, this is where they need to look for me. There was one time where, uh, this is when I got my first kayak. This was years ago. I didn't make any of these preparations. I didn't tell my wife where I was going. I just told her I was going to be fishing the river. And I went with a couple of buddies. We were floating. We underestimated the um, amount of time it was going to take to float from point A to point B. 
we were several miles shy of our takeout. It got super dark. We had to pull kayaks out of the river and because it was so dark and it was fairly rough water. We just we were not comfortable going down the this, this section of the river in the daytime or in, in at nighttime. So we had to pull kayaks out uh, of the of the river, bank them, and then walk like two or three miles to the vehicles, come back up and get the kayaks. By the time we and we had no cell service, so by the time we got back in cell service, it was like eleven thirty at night. I hadn't told my wife where I was going. I had uh, just told her I was going to be fishing river with some buddies. So by eleven thirty at night, she's hysterical. She's wondering where I'm at if I'm dead, and so don't do that. <laughs> if, especially if you're not going to be fishing, if you're going to be fishing a place with no cell service, um, you know there there wasn't a lot of options that we had there. <laughs> you know, as far as uh, being able to call, it was practically all wilderness, but at least if she would have known where I was at, she could have had somebody come check on us, you know, but she, she just, she was, had no clue. She had no idea what to do. So don't do that. Let somebody know where you're going to be and let them know a time when you will be coming out of the water so that, uh, there's a couple options there that people can go with. If they, if they need to look for you, you know, Hey, he's not back at this time. He was over here. Let's go check. Obviously they would have found that we were okay. Uh, we just highly underestimated the, uh, the time it was going to take, you know, to get from, get to the takeout but um still somebody could relay info back to my family and they'd be like okay he's all right so uh which leads me to another thing i want to talk about which is communications try to have some form of communication on you uh cell phone whatever i know a lot of us keep them in um uh, dry boxes that's totally fine uh it's not a lot you can do if you get slung out of a boat you know if, if you you know hit waves and and uh, throws you out there was a situation where a couple of gentlemen on a local lake got thrown out of a boat last winter, and uh, my buddy and another buddy come up on them and were able to commandeer the boat, get them out of the water, and uh, potentially save their lives because they'd been out in the water for, for quite a while. Um, they did have their PFDs on, I think, uh, but they, they weren't able to get to a phone. They couldn't get back in the boat, and they were out in the middle of this big lake, so it was just it was a bad situation. Uh, luckily, you know, somebody came by and was able to uh, to get them out of the water and and get them to a, to a medical facility, but try to have communication on you. If you capsize, let's say maybe you can't get to your kayak or can't get to your boat, and uh, or you can, you know you get to the bank and you're several miles from takeout, call somebody for help. Uh, you might be injured. I don't know. Just make sure you got some form of communication. Uh, guys, hypothermia sets up quick. You know, especially in in really cold water, you need to uh, really make sure you have some kind of communication that you can call for help if you can. Another thing I want to talk about is the one ten one rule or one ten one principle. What that stands for is if you fall out into cold water, you have one minute to control your breathing, to relax, to say, you know what? Okay, I'm fine. Water sucks. It's really cold, but I'm okay. Control your breathing. Relax. Don't get excited or you can drown. It's called cold water shock and cold water shock can actually induce a heart attack. Your uh, blood vessels are constricting. You got more resistance against your heart. Your heart's pumping harder. You're panicking. Your heart rate's going through the roof anyway. And it can actually induce a heart attack. It does happen. You fall out, super cold water, relax, get a deep breath, relax, control your breathing. You're fine. You're going to make it. The 10 stands for you have roughly 10 minutes to self-rescue, get back on the kayak, get to the bank somewhere fast because within 10 minutes, you are going to start losing mobility in your fingers, in your toes, 
uh, in your extremities, and you're not going to be able to swim very well, if you, especially if you don't have a PFD on. You got 10 minutes. You need to self-rescue. Get back on your kayak or your boat. And I'm going to talk about some options on how to get back on your kayak in a minute. You got to get somewhere fast. You got 10 minutes. You got to get out of that water. And then the last one in that 1101 principle or 1101 rule means that you are potentially going to be unconscious due to hypothermia within an hour. So within an hour, probably less depending on water temperatures, you are going to be unconscious because you're going to be hypothermic. So you fall out of your kayak, you fall out of your boat, you got one minute to control your breathing and say, you know what, I'm fine, relax, deep breath, you're okay, okay, you're going to make it. Ten more minutes, you need to be out of the water somewhere if you can. And then within one hour, you can be unconscious due to hypothermia. You need to have some kind of communication if you can. So you can call for help, get to the bank, and I'm going to talk about some more options to have on your PFD if you do fall out. Uh, fire starter and such. I don't want to get, you know, too ahead of myself here, but 110 rule, uh, read about it. It's, it's readily, readily available on Google. And this is a, a principle that you really need to take in consideration. Fall out, relax. You got 10 minutes. You got to get to land, get up back on your kayak, get back on your boat, something. And then three, you need to f- get warm. You need to somehow get warm because when you're that cold, you can set up hypothermia really fast and you can die. And I know water temps play a role in in the variables here. So obviously water temps that are 50 degrees aren't going to affect you as badly as water temps that are 38. But when we're talking about fishing these winter months, especially January and February, we can all agree that the water is super cold. And so while there's different uh, variables that apply to this, this uh, in general is uh, uh, what you need to be thinking about uh, if you fall out in these really cold water temps. I have fallen out when the water temp or when the air temp was 15 degrees, water temps was around 38, 39, uh, and it was absolutely cold. I was a mile and a half from the boat ramp. I was able to climb back in my kayak. I got a trolling motor on my kayak. And I hammered back to the boat ramp, pulled my kayak up on the boat ramp, got my car warmed up, and I had change of clothes. Uh, if I would have had my my warm clothes with me in a towel, you know, I could have just got to the bank, dried off, threw some warm clothes on, and I would have had a little bit better morale. I was freezing in that mile and a half back to the boat ramp. So think about that one ten one principle. Look it up. Now I don't uh, necessarily pack a dry bag with a change of clothes on my kayak if I'm going to be close to the boat ramp. If I'm doing a several mile float down the river in the wintertime, I've done it on Cumberland, uh, I've done it on New River, I usually do one or two a year. If I'm doing a long float of the wintertime, I'm talking 12, 14 miles, you definitely want to have those dry clothes with you. You're not going to be able to get back up river. You may be halfway through your float and have seven, eight miles to go, uh, even three. You know, that's, that's going to stink. So you need to have those warm clothes on you on those longer trips. Um, another thing that I will have on long float trips in the, in the rivers is extra hand warmers and a fire starter with some tinder or some, you know, some of those uh, fuel blocks or uh, some, some uh, of those fire starter uh, wood blocks that you can buy at Walmart. I try to have extra hand warmers and uh, actually a lighter. And then I have a Bear Grylls fire starter. And with that, you know, obviously, one is zero, two is one, and that means 
If you have one fire starter, something happens, you have zero. If you have two fire starters, you lose one, you still got one. So one is zero, two is one. Pack a lighter, pack a uh, you know flint and steel, something like that, and some tinder, whether it be some uh, fuel blocks, some cotton balls of Vaseline, something to get you a fire going if you need to pull off, dry off, throw on your warm clothes, uh, and you're several miles from where you need to be. Guys, build your fire, hang out, warm up. It's going to keep you alive. You want to be able to build a fire if you need to. Maybe you fall out. Maybe you, you, know, you get injured. You get to the bank. You can't go anywhere. It's getting dark, getting colder. You want to be able to build a fire. Have the, you need to have those things on you. Throw them in your dry bag. Uh, strap it down to your kayak, and you're good to go. You know, it's, it's not in your way. This, these things take very minimal space. And actually, one thing I will do uh, in my PFD, I actually keep Bear Grylls fire starter and some tinder in one of my pockets uh, on my PFD. Because if I fall out, can't get to my kayak, then you really are in trouble, uh, you know, if you've got all your stuff on there. So I at least have a fire starter and some tinder in my PFD that I can at least make a fire if I get to the bank and, you know, and I need to uh, get warm, you know, say my kayak's gone downstream, whatever. I'm okay. I can build a fire. I can stay warm. I can stay alive. You also want to make sure you have some kind of audible device like a whistle because when you're in water very long, maybe you suck some cold water down your throat. Uh, when you get cold and you're breathing cold air, it gets really hard to yell for help. And having that whistle uh, could really mean the difference whether somebody hears you or not. One other thing I wanted to talk about really quickly is knowing how to get back in your kayak. Let's say you fall out and it doesn't flip. You have a good chance of flipping it, trying to get back in it uh, if you can't get to the bank. Maybe you're out on the lake. Know that you can also use the bow and the stern if you have a kayak that's stable enough to do so. Uh, that's why I want to suggest in a moment uh, practicing this in the warmer months. Those are really good stable points of a kayak that you can get up on. A lot of people automatically think you got to come in from the side. You don't have to. Uh, man, uh, grab a hold of the front of that thing and... And uh, make yourself parallel to the water. Kick your feet out so that your body is almost level with the water. And pull yourself up onto the kayak as far as you can. Front or back, even on the sides. Once again, what you want to do is kick your feet out. Make your body as flat as it can, as parallel as, as you can to the water surface. And then quickly pull yourself over. And you don't want to stop to where your chest and head is just sitting in a kayak. You want that kayak to be under your midsection. So that the kayak's level. And so that uh, it, it doesn't tip back over on you. And I suggest practicing these things in the warmer months. Don't go, don't go out here in 10 degree temps and, and try this. Practice this in the summer months. Uh, practice getting on it in your kayak in different ways. Practice flipping it back over. So much can go wrong when you're fishing in the winter. You fall out in the summer, it's not a big deal. You fall out in the winter, it can mean your life. So to recap, let somebody know where you're going. And let them know a time when you will be back. Make sure you have some kind of communication on you. Know the 1101 principle. You fall out within a minute. You need to have control of your breathing. Gather your bearings. Relax. Water sucks. It's really cold, but you're okay. You're alive. Relax. Take a deep breath. Within 10 minutes, you are going to start losing mobility in your fingers and your toes and eventually your arms and your legs. Everything's going to start getting cold. Everything's going to start slowing down. You're going to lose ability uh, in your extremities. Get to the bank. 
get somewhere. You know, if it's back on your kayak, get somewhere. And within one hour, you are going to be hypothermic if those water temps are cold enough. So uh, know that one-to-one principle. Dress accordingly. Dry bag with some extra clothes. Uh, extra hand warmers. A couple fire starter options. Lighter. Maybe some uh, flint and steel. Some, something to fuel that with. Some tinder. Some uh, cotton balls, Vaseline, and a, and a Ziploc bag. Fuel blocks. Fat wood. Whatever you, whatever you want to have on you, you, know, you can pack on you. And have one of those options in your PFD. Fire starter and some tinder in your PFD. Know how to get back on your kayak. It's very important. And the most important of all is wear your PFD. Wear a life jacket. Go spend a few dollars for a cheap Walmart one. It might not be comfortable, but it's going to save your life. Wear one. Eventually upgrade to something that's more comfortable. Wear your PFD. And remember, love your neighbor and go catch some fish.